episode six. We, we black in, in the building, you feel me? We, we black in, in the building. Day. We in this thing. Black second second time's a charm, you feel me? Shout out Youth Radio <laughs> for hosting us. Shout out Maya for showing us love. Thank you, Youth Radio, you feel me? Downtown Oakland, you feel me? We was in North Berkeley last time. Now we downtown. We switching we, it up, you feel me? We all over the East Some might say we moving up because downtown Oakland is definitely gentrified now, so... You know. And we in a professional studio. Ooh. We ain't in the den no more. Get your coin, young nigga. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I'm sorry I was running late. You know, I was in a meeting with Jay-Z. You feel me? I just got offered a Rock Nation contract for my activism, bro. So a nigga done got his coins up. You feel me? I'm the next better, Van Jones in the making. <laughs> you better pay up. Pay up. We, some neoliberals in this thing. We got some heat coming for y'all on this episode six. Um we thank y'all for fucking with us. Thank you for tuning in. Everybody that's been listening, we appreciate it. And, you know, we wanted to meet y'all halfway this time and get, you know, something professional. You know what I'm saying? Especially as we just we just started a Patreon, you feel me? Uh, is that how you pronounce a Patreon? I guess. I don't know. That's how we finna pronounce it on this episode. It's Patreon. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. But you feel me? We trying to help cover our operational costs, you feel me? And... We're always going to remain free, right? We want to make political education accessible to the people, you feel me? But there's certain costs that we have, you feel me, mm-hmm. um, that we're trying to cover. So, And it will just help us grow and expand more, too. You so, Like, you could literally just contribute $1 on Patreon. We'll get your email. That means as soon as we drop an episode, we're going to drop it right in your inbox. You feel me? Sent right to you. For $5, if you subscribe, you, you feel me, you'll get You'll get content. You'll get extra content, extended episodes, and a mm-hmm. lot of people have been having questions after the show too. Yeah. So if you get five, if you pay five dollars a month, we'll answer all your questions and give you an extended episode. Um, that's exclusive to the Patreon people. Yeah, you it's just me? an opportunity, an opportunity for us to be even more about the people, right? And to get them involved and for us to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super dope. So y'all should tap in with us because we we put a lot of our money towards our organizing too. You feel me? So it's like. This is one way you can support us. A dollar a month, you feel me? That's one McChicken, you feel me? Like, you don't always, you know? Like, yeah. that's one McChicken. That's the way you can look at it. We so. especially want to open ourselves up to that white dollar. You Ooh, feel me? Hello? I love white dollar. Cash out shout, or pass out. Shout out, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jake ain't here, but shout out, Jake. Ah, uh, please tap in. <laughs> and we also have the breakfast program popping off this weekend. Yeah, this weekend we finna do the breakfast program on Saturday, Super November. Super about that. I love being in November something, you bro. feel me? So we finna be in West Oakland, serving the people, feeding the people, you feel me? It's like, that's some of the most beautiful work that we're able to do. And we're trying to do multiple things, you feel me? We're trying to make political education uh, accessible. Mm-hmm. And also, like, we're doing this work in the field, you feel me? So we finna be cooking up. Serving the people. So we we finna post some photos from that for sure. So tap in with our Twitter accounts, you know what I'm saying? Most definitely. And I think that's the mark of being an effective organizer and activist, right? Is having that balance of also educating folks, but also having the real material work to back up the stuff that you're saying. Because it's easy to get on Twitter, to get on Facebook, get on Instagram, get, in, get on any social media, get on anything and just talk about doing the stuff, right? But it's about like really being in the field so that the people that need you you tapped in with them, and that way, you know, you can really be an asset and a resource to them. So yeah. that's why I'm super juiced about the breakfast program. Mm-hmm. For the people, by the people, you feel me? If you can't serve the people, like, the reason why we talk about a breakfast program, and that's our, like, our first organizing philosophy, because if you can't feed the people, how are you supposed to, free th- like, free the people, you feel me? If you can't do the most basic thing to serve Thank our community— you. How are you supposed to talk about a revolution if you got people hungry? How are we going to be talking about thriving if we ain't helping them survive? Hello. First step, order operations, baby. Tap in. Tap in. Episode six. Make sure you like us on SoundCloud. You feel me? Give us a like. Repost that thing. You know what I'm saying? Share it. Tell your auntie. Tell your cousin. You feel me? We grassroots. We ain't we ain't got no sponsors yet. You know, Rock Nation, we had a meeting earlier. You feel me? 
<laughs> but we ain't got no sponsors yet. So, like, the way we grow is basically on the people who are fucking with us. You feel me? So, if you're supporting us, tell your auntie, tell your cousin. You feel me? Tell everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, make sure you get that like on SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get our plays up. Thank Hello. you. As a black person in America, when you see the police, say a little prayer to the shepherd who let wolves guard the sheep. So what do we got in store today, Dwayne bro? First, on game. first off, we got to start. I want to start personally. Me and Blake want to start by sending love and light to the family of Giovanni Melton. And I hope I pronounced that right. I'm sorry if I didn't. But um, Giovanni is a 14-year-old boy who was recently murdered for no other reason than his sexuality. Um, his life was cut short as a result of a malicious and violent act committed by his father, which was rooted simply in homophobia and toxic masculinity, right? And I really felt this to the depths of my soul, right? Like the same way I mourn for Trayvon, the same way I mourn for Tamir, the same way I mourn for Jordan Davis and all the other young black boys that have been killed as a result of senseless, senseless violence. Uh, I feel this for Giovanni too. Like I'm, I'm really hurt, mm-hmm. and it really, it really just shows and reiterates the fact that like our black LGBTQ youth aren't safe in this world, and not right. not only in this world, but even more so in their own communities and in their own families, right? And I just really want to send my condolences out to that family, and I know it's not gonna change what happened, but it's like this shit is real, bro. Like mm-hmm. you constantly, especially me. Like I spend a lot of time in LGBTQ spaces and also like that's like where I get a lot of my knowledge and a lot of my game from right. on Twitter and it's like I've been seeing this so much as of late and the shit is really sad bro and like I'm really feeling this a lot especially coming from like I've had friends close to me especially one person particularly close to me whose father like made that same threat to him right and you see on Twitter and stuff you see all these not even I'm not gonna call it a joke but you see all these scenarios where people talk about what would you do if this was your son or, right like, this ain't even. This is and not just scenarios. And that's what contributes to this. Yeah. that happens is that that normalization of homophobia. And people society. think it's just words it's just and it's a, a joke, but it's not right. a game. Not like words, right. people really dying from this shit. When you get you get black men talking about what they would do if they found that a woman that they slept with was trans, right? And it's just like people talk about this. People talk about this all the time, but like, bro, now like this is really action. Mm-hmm. And where people disassociate words from violence, like words are actually violent because it's normalizing violence like the language that we use to talk right language that's is just normal. the first steps i feel like like that's exactly. the first step towards of towards action is and, the way you talking and that's why we got to call it out especially us as you feel me two of us coming from like places of privilege being you know cisgender heterosexual you feel me it's like i think that's like why we need to start really like we got to be we if you're cis cis heterosexual male black male you got to be calling out your partners like because it isn't like this isn't something that is just on Twitter. It's like it's every day that people are doing it. This you shit feel is me? Real so it's life, up bro. to us. This is real. Very real. Right. So I feel like we have to be allies and accomplices. You yeah, feel not me? just yeah, like not just say it not on this episode, but like how we finna check people that say that everyday life. You feel me? And it's really about like stepping out into a spot, like not only it's just really stepping outside of our comfort zones, right? Cause like, I know we both probably in group chats. We see this shit all the time. We be in locker rooms, white rooms, all this shit. And it's just like homophobia, transphobia, like this shit. Toxic masculinity just runs rapid in the cishet community, bro. Like, mm-hmm. that shit is just real. And I feel like every day I'm, I find myself ch- 
checking myself, checking friends, checking family. But it's like knowing that, you know, we fighting an uphill battle, bro. We ice skating uphill, and it's and it's it really it really sucks when like black men won't hold themselves accountable, especially when like I always hear this shit like I was just joking or I was just saying like nigga. Nah, just, like, <laughs> but you would, but niggas will be saying that shit. But then, like a white supremacist will say something like, "Hello, you, if, like if, a, if white a white supremacist just calls you a nigga." It wouldn't just be. Oh, oh I was just saying. He's, right? he's just joking. He's just playing. You feel me? So that's like, I think as black men, we especially cisgender heterosexual black men, we have to be, we have to be allies and accomplices. You feel me? So it's like if we hear that going on in our circles, we gotta check that. We can't let that because it isn't just words. Yeah, like this is the culture that is breeding. You know, shout out to like. All the black LGBTQ folks that I've learned from, you feel me? Everything I'm saying is things that I've learned from them, you feel me? So I'm just, I'm echoing, you know, this isn't things that, this is things that I've learned, you feel yeah, me? Yeah, like I'm not, a, so. I'm literally, the, the the state of consciousness that I'm in right now is strictly a result of black women and black LGBTQ folks. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would not have reached this state of consciousness. I would not have the information that I have. I would not have the perspective that I have if it weren't for those folks. Like that's. I would say they've helped me make the most strides in these past two years. Like I said, like you know me, bro. You know the, the background. I, the background I come from, cishet black football player, bro. Growing up in Oakland, like you know that shit was hella transphobic and hella homophobic, bro. And it's just about, I don't know. It's really like you gotta just be able to understand humanity, understand like you gotta be able. I, I think it comes from me being able to see myself, and everybody I come across. I don't know, bro. Like I'm, I'm at a loss of words for this shit. This shit is terrible. I'm really hurting right now, and I just want, like I said, I I thought it was important that we at least uh, not only offered our condolences, but also offered a perspective and start holding ourselves accountable. I think that's something I appreciate that we both do is we also, like, we don't just sit here and condemn men, right? Because, like, when you feel like you're getting attacked, especially most cishet men who are hella egotistical and can't hold themselves accountable, right? It's easy to feel like you're getting attacked, but, like, I think the place where we can be valuable is um, speaking from experience, right? And not only saying y'all, but saying us, right? Like mm-hmm. putting ourselves in that group of black men who contribute right. to. Because I'm working every day. Like I feel like I'm deconstructing like all the things that I've learned, the toxic things that I've learned, like high from hyper masculinity. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm trying to deconstruct that shit every single day. And it will never stop, it. bro. Like you you it's never gonna be. It's never gonna stop because this is how I, I was socialized like this for 22 years, and I really and learned it's about a it system on top of that. You feel me? But it's like. I'm learning. I'm relearning and learning every single day. I'm deconstructing and relearning, you feel me, every single day, you know? So it's like we have we have to talk about these issues because it's not talked about enough, especially in black male spaces, you feel me? So I think that's why it's important that we, like, black men who are black, you know, cisgender, heterosexual men that are in solidarity, we got to be talking about this. We can't just be quiet, you feel me? Because there, there hasn't been a lot of outrage. It hasn't, but there you hasn't remember, like, how it's— it's been outraged, but only in the black LGBTQ, LGBTQ spaces, right? right? So if you're not getting exposed to that stuff, like me and you actively seek this, seek this information. We actively follow this certain demographic, right? But the norm, like my niggas, they not looking for this shit. But I think that's why we got to speak about it. You feel me? Which is why if you follow me on Twitter, I'll speak about right. this shit every day, me? like period. And our niggas is listening to our shit. <laughs> Straight up. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy we talked about it, you feel me? Because... We, this has to. We have to discuss this in our community. We have to break this down. We have to learn. We have to relearn. Learn where this is coming from. You feel me? Because this isn't like we're so reactionary to this system all mm-hmm. the time. All the time, people say Black Lives Matter. Fuck the system, but then be hella homophobic. Like you saying Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter was literally created by like black queer women. 
<laughs> you yeah. feel me? But they'd be like, oh, Black Lives Matter, but be hell homophobic. So it's like, it's all of us and none, and none of, of us. None of us, period. All of us and none of us. All of us and none of us. No, like we will never be free unless all oppression is gone. You feel me? So that's that's the way I operate is, or that's the way we operate. Is, yeah, I 100% agree. You feel me? It's all of us. You feel me? Every single last one of us. You feel me? So. So that's how we wanted to start the show. Uh, I hate to make it seem like that was just something we wanted to get out the way, but we did have an original, like, kind of, I guess, like, schedule we wanted to follow, like, original write-up, mm-hmm. but this kind of popped up, and we felt the need to address it. Right. Um, y'all know, usually, on Hella Black, we like to, I think, we talk about, like, getting more involved with current events, but I think for the most part on here, we kind of just, like, we usually, like, take a step back and, like, teach and mm-hmm. talk about dismantling systems, right? So we wanted to talk about more on this episode, episode six, was abolishing the pigs. Oink oink. Abolish the pigs. Oink oink. And for people bang, that don't bang. know slang, the pigs are the police. The police. We trying to get them up. The out of term here. pig originated in Oakland, California. That's where we are. We call the police pigs. Man, fuck twelve. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Fuck twelve. Shout out Vignissa. So the first thing I want to do, Blake, <laughs> is ask you, right? Because like, when you hear people say, when people hear abolish the police, the first thing they do is like. But what are you going to do? This is usually white people, right? What are you going to do if you're in danger? Can you think back to one time where you're, you were, when you were afraid or you were in danger and you called the police? Bro, I ain't really ever called the police like that, bro. I don't think I've honestly, ever done, I don't think I've ever Honestly, if some shit was really finna go down, I'm calling my people first. I'm, I'm finna call you. I'm calling I'm my call cousins my people. I'm finna call my cousins. I'm finna call my auntie. I'm finna call my uncles. Like, if some pop... That's what, I mean, that's what I mean by, like, community. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, as a community method of control, because that's what I say. It should be in our community. You feel me? Our community can police ourselves. Now, I don't even use the word police, but our community can work with each other. You feel me? To protect ourselves. To protect ourselves. And serve ourselves. And serve ourselves. We ain't need no oink, oink in a blue uniform Because the police us, ain't like, serving us. My man, Blake, he got, he got a, a, a nice amount of knowledge on this, right? And it's like, the police... They do protect and serve, right? But they, they do. protect the people that they were designed to protect, they protect and serve. Is serve white fucking supremacy? Can you, you feel t- me? Can, for the for those of us that don't know out there, can you tell us where the police derives from? The police in American society in this white supremacist mm-hmm. heteropatriarchal society we live in, the police originated from slave patrols. Mm. The origin, the original police was meant to keep black people enslaved. Do you feel me? If a you know, if Nat Turner decided to run away from the fucking slave plantation, it's the slave patrols, it's the paddy wagon, you feel me? A paddy wagon that went and got him, mm-hmm. you know? So the slave patrols was always the way, that was the first police. They had badges just like the sheriff department, you feel me? I was even, I, I saw this video on Facebook, you know, I still be on Facebook, you feel me? And it was showing shackles yeah. from slavery. And one of the shackles was owned by the Georgia, uh, was owned by the Georgia Sheriff Department. Oh, Lord. The same shackle that was used for slaves, right? Because that's what the foundation of policing in this country was founded for slave patrols, was to round up black people and to protect the property of white America, of white Americans, and to expand um, the settler colonial state. And what I mean by settler colonialism is the land that was stolen, because right now we're on indigenous land, Mm -hmm. we're on Ohlone land, you feel me? The land that was stolen by white people, you feel me? That's what the slave patrols were meant to do, was protect the property. Niggas was the property. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So that's the very foundation. So I'm like, people say, oh, it's not all of them. It's, there's, there's some good cops out there. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a good cop. I'm like, how can you be a fucking good cop in this fucked up system that was rooted 
and slave patrols. And once you come, and to that's under- the institution of it. Yes, and once you come to understand that and get the history on how the police started and where they and where they come from, none of their actions, none of their interactions with black folks, the way they treat us, comes to a surprise. Like it's doing what the system was designed designed to do. I say this all the time, right? Just like the plane was designed to fly and the car was designed to drive, the police are doing exactly what they are designed to do. Exactly. And the thing is, they haven't, it's not like the police were just like, just changed all of a sudden. It's not like America just changed all of a sudden from slavery. The police have always manipulated. We went from fucking slavery to chain gangs, from chain gangs to the plantation prison. You feel me? Yes, Lord. Like everything has evolved. So people say, oh, the police are just like what they were back then. I'm like, nah, actually, the police are even worse. They've evolved. They got more weapons. They got more firepower. They rolling down, you feel me, in the town with the fucking tanks. Tear gas, pepper spray, tasers, you feel me? All this military equipment right now, you know what I'm saying? So it's like the police have evolved. So how can there be a good cop in the system that was rooted and a good slave patrol? If you say there's a good cop, you're saying there's literally a good slave patrol. And last time I checked, slavery wasn't good. Hello? Oh, my God. I mean, God. but it was good for some people. You feel it's, It was good for white people. It's good for the people that it's it was good designed for to be good the for, white fam. ruling elite class. <sighs> That owns slaves. Mm, the truth hurt. I know it do. Some white people are probably triggered listening to this shit right now. They're like, oh, fuck. I I'm, finna, I'm finna unsubscribe from their <laughs> Patreon. They talking about white people. And I like, what, for me, <laughs> when I think about protect and serve, right, like that's supposed to make you feel like safe, right? But I can't think of one time the police made me feel safe. But I can think of a number of occasions when they caused me terror. I can think of a number of occasions, whether it's. The time I got arrested for a crime I did not commit, whether it's every time they get behind me, whether it's them kicking in my door, my gra- my great grandmother's door when I was young. Like I can think of a number of occasions where they caused me terror. And I'm now I'm starting to realize, OK, they were they were meant to uh, protect and serve. Feel me, white folks. And they were meant to terrorize black, black people. people and enslave us and also protect the property. You feel me? And protect the land that was stolen in the first place. And we out here in Oakland right now. We know OPD. <laughs> OPD is fucking filthy. I mean, they recruited oh. fucking the Klan from the South when niggas started coming migrating west, nigga. Mm. Like that's. The- oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> you you down with that white? Oh, you with the? Oh yeah. Come on. We got a spot for you. Right. We got a badge and a gun. I mean, Come that's on. what policing was for. It was for the fucking mediocre white man to get a job, to get paid, and to stay with the system. Trading that white cloak for this blue suit. Right. You know what I'm talking about. As Malcolm said, you feel me? So that, that's that's all we're saying. So we say abolish the police because what is the police's primary function is to keep black people in control. So why the fuck will we reform the police? And it's easy for me to like, I can understand why certain people, and it's usually the people that are benefiting from the system. Hey, just get a body camera, Delancey. <laughs> it's always the people who have never like really engaged with the police outside of a protect and serve situation. Like when you, when you white and all your encounters with them are peaceful and they're treating you like a human, then, yeah, it's all oh, that cool. But come to where we at. Come to the hood. Come over here. And you'll see. You'll see why we, you'll see, you'll see why we act the way we act around the police, why we feel the way we feel around the police. So that, that implies that they're supposed to have a conscience mm-hmm. around it. They, these people really don't have a conscience, honestly. If, if you can watch Tamir Rice be executed, on camera and still say that Tamir was in the wrong and that the police were right, you have no humanity, honestly. Yeah. You have no moral conscience. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 
All these things are on video now, but things have been on video since Rodney King. White people are still tripping. They don't give a fuck. I, I like them. Because people going to see what they going to see. When you see the police causing terror, they see a, a black a black boy being somewhere he shouldn't have been. Well, Trayvon shouldn't have been in that neighborhood. Trayvon shouldn't have been wearing Tamir a Tamir shouldn't have been playing with that gun. Right. Straight like that. Exactly. So when we say abolish the police, we're about we're, we're talking about abolishing the system, the system of policing, because we know it ain't it ain't just a rotten apple. That whole tree is if corrupt. The roots from is the rotten, very... Everything that come off that tree is done for. Exactly. At the root of the police force is it's rotten, bro. So anything that comes that branches off of that, bro, those done roots, for. those roots is all the way in hell, bro. Come on, now the <laughs> ground rotten. The fact, come on, right. So those, do you do you? Are there any benefits? This is I know this goes. <laughs> are there you gonna any, get me started? Also. Are there any benefits uh, <laughs> to the police? There's benefits to certain people, as you were saying earlier. Are there any benefits me? for black folks? Like what 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 use do black folks have for the police? What you what use do we have for them? You should see the way he, he just looked at me. <laughs> I'm saying because you know it's we got we got some people out there who might hey, we need, see it. We know, world. yeah. People say, oh, we need. We need community policing. We need more black cops. I'm like, have you ever interacted with a black cop? Like, bro, they'd be shown out the most because they're trying to impress the white cop. But people would say, oh, we need more community policing. But, like, community policing was actually something created out of the Clinton era mm-hmm. to put more cops on the street, more, quote, unquote, boots on the ground. Fucking Clinton was the one who, uh, like, literally expanded the mass incarceration. Yeah. the archi- One of the architects of mass incarceration. And his wife, Hillary Clinton, is over here saying, oh, the black brute. We need to bring him to heel. You feel me? So oh. people don't realize that community policing actually was a bipartisan effort coming from the Democrats. Oh, community policing. None of these cops are even from the community anyways. Even if they were from the community, who cares, honestly? Because they're still doing and protecting and serving white supremacy. And it's like America is so revisionist, bro. They forget about Everything about the history in this country. It's like, oh, Donald Trump is elected, but cops are good. Cops are good. Oh, they, they protect and serve. Nah, cops was rooted in white supremacy. Cops was rooted in slave patrols. You feel me? Yeah. Rooted in protecting the capitalist class. That's why we went from slave patrols to the plantation. You feel me? On the plantation and from cops now to the prison plantation. Mm-hmm. I say it's still a plantation because we're still doing free labor. You know, everybody's seen 13th. If you haven't seen 13th, you feel me? Tap into Netflix. I know you can find an account information somewhere if you ain't got, <laughs> if you ain't got Netflix, you feel me? Okay, can I ask you, can I ask you a quick question real quick? Because I know when you talk about um, abolishing the pigs, we talk about, um, I guess, that domino effect of what happens after we do, after right. We do that, right? Um, the the, the school-to-prison pipeline. Um, Ooh, I'm glad you brought that up. Can you go ahead and, like, give us... I guess what that would segue into was like, what does a black community without the police look like? Like, what is like, what is like, yeah, what does that look like for us? Shit, I mean, I can't. It's it's so wild, but I for, I I remember that we have we have to still like dream. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In the midst of all this, like, Ain't it's so wild because I can't that even utopian world. You know, I can't even think like what a society exists like without the police. You feel me? Well, you can give me like actual right. like. The actual, I guess, like reality of like when you talk about like as as a result of abolishing the police, we um we break we dismantle that we pr- finna school to prison. The state. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, and the whole like school to prison pipeline too. Like I feel like that's very 
it's used a lot. That word is used a lot. Or that like phrase is used a lot. But it assumes that schools are actually good in this country. Oh damn! Schools be a fucking training ground for prisons. Schools in themselves be prisons. You feel me? They be trapping you up in the state of mindset where you want to go and become and be a part of the status quo. Even the way your classroom is, it's in a row. Why mm-hmm. is it in a row? To be like in a factory, to train you to work in a factory, to train you to be in control. I've often heard you about stuff like them like determining how many jail cells they're gonna build based off like third grade third grade scores and stuff right. like that. I was working at this school in the east when I was in college and. Literally, it's surrounded, like by it's like it's like off it's off. Uh, I think San Leandro, mm-hmm. um, and it was sur- surrounded by like warehouses, like barbed wires and shit. And they literally have the kids walk in line, just like a prison, bro. Walk straight in line, and the cold part is after the recess when they get out for recess, right? They blow the whistle. All the kids are trained to stand still, not to stand still, bro, but to stand still, but to be on the ground. Oh, hell no. They had to get on the ground. I'm here over here trying to mentor some of these students. They blow the whistle. All these students, black and brown, go on the ground. That's some shit you I'm do here standing. Like a, a riot's breaking I'm looking out around. Prison, I'm like, damn. And we deep east, you feel me? So they, they, they're, act, they're um, conditioning our black and brown youth. To the conditions of co- of prison, mm-hmm. and I asked the teacher, I'm just like, what's up with this? She's like, man, I can't stand this shit. But I'm trying to like plant the seeds in them, even though I'm part of this, you know, school. I'm trying to plant the seeds in them and tell them this this isn't okay. She's like, you'll never hear me use a whistle. You'll never hear me like tell them to stand in line like that, you mm-hmm. know. But it's like the school, not prisons, is like, yeah, but what type of school? Because the public education system is training black people to think like white people, honestly. And what's like, the difference? They saying schools not prisons, but if those schools are replicas of prisons, then you know, and they're designed and to feed people in the prisons. Because yeah. like, why would you want to go to school? You ain't learning shit about yourself. Like, you ain't learning shit about your people. What do you What do you really learn in this school, bro? Like, I, honestly, like I don't. You learn how to benefit this white supremacist capitalistic patriarchy. They that's try what to. You learn. They try to put you into the status quo. Really, that's what colleges are for. Honestly, it's like. They didn't even let us in our college into quote unquote white schools like willingly. It was for a reason. It had to be some type of. They had to be getting. They definitely had to be getting the better end of the stick. Definitely. And they're controlling Negroes. If you make the Negro part of the enemy, you feel me? Shout out Barack Obama. If oh, you, damn, don't if do you, that. <laughs> don't do that to my man Barry O. If you were uh, <laughs> Barry, if you make the enemy like if you make the white supremacist black with a black face, black people gonna be for it. <laughs> How mm. many black people fucking love Obama? Honestly, I know this nigga deported more fucking people than anybody. Expanded the whole state. You feel me? Started a whole fucking drone program. It's that whole inclusion shit. Black bro. Inclusion is such a farce, bro. But it's inclusion such a into farce, the bro. state. Hey, we we demand inclusion into your white supremacist into your patriarchal system into your system. Let me hop into your car. So you make Come the Negro on, a part of the system, and then the system. Does what the system is supposed to do. That's why it's like, oh, we want more black cops. For they are what? part of. The, they are part of the system. They're doing exactly what the system is gonna do. But you feel me? Inclusion is a far show. Right. Don't get caught up in that. So you got a black police chief. You got a black mayor. You got a black homeland security agent. You got a black fucking uh, president. That's like saying. But did Freddie Gray 
get justice under this black fucking administration. No, it's a system. That's why we're saying abolish the police. We don't need no police. We need educators, revolutionary educators. We need social workers. We need more mental health. You feel me? We need schools that are actually revolutionary and teaching you about your people, teaching you about your conscience. You feel we me? We don't about need your inclusion. Ancestors. We, we don't need, need a revolution, We baby. need a revolution. Hello. Come on. Tap in. Please, one more, say, that, say that one more time. That, we don't need inclusion. What? We don't need inclusion. We need a revolution. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, my God. I felt that. Somebody better Ooh. sample that shit. Ooh. Somebody better sample that shit. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so deep. That's why we're saying, bro, because honestly, the police was designed to protect the white supremacist ruling class. So it don't matter who at the helm of it. Right. So you could have some black cops doing the job of the police and they protecting the white supremacist class. But it's oh, a system, bro. We gotta learn. We have to understand. You know how what, see, I just think work. we need more black cops. Honestly, if we had more black cops, it would just all it all be better, bro. <laughs> that's what they think, <laughs> and like it's easy for us to laugh because we know better. But that's not always gonna be the case. But that's not the norm, bro. But people who argue that are usually like displaced from the masses. Honestly, isn't it crazy how we can like separate? Not crazy. I'm sorry. Isn't it? I want to say funny. Isn't it wild that we can? Separate. We're working on our ableist language. Yeah. You feel me? We. You feel me? I'm really working. So if you, if you hear if me you say, hear us, I'm sorry you know, after saying certain words that you we're might trying to correct assume ourselves. are normal. Yeah, I'm definitely. Me. I'm trying to get right. But I think it's wild how we can separate people from systems. Like if I slap you right now, you're gonna separate my my mind from my hand. You're gonna <laughs> separate me from my hand if I slap you right now. Like oh that wasn't Delizzi. That was his head. Right. His head tripping. <laughs> No, bro. You're going to hold me accountable. And that's what we got to do, especially with black cops. And I have friends that are black cops. Uh, I, got, black. I got family who are who retired now, you know, but. And I love them niggas, but I got to. They, they know how. They know where I stand on the police. They know the, where I stand. What's going to happen at the revolution? Honestly, if the revolution happened tomorrow, where would the black cops be? What side would they be on? I mean, we're banking that they have some type of just like breakthrough in the brink of this shit like i know you've seen like i've seen like game of thrones where niggas just like <laughs> halfway through the battle they just come to their senses right <laughs> that's what you banking on with these black cops is halfway through this shit they just have that epiphany like oh shit i'm on the wrong team i don't trust but the I bank industry it. bro i niggas ain't finna bank on my interest on the bank industry you know what i'm saying you already put like <laughs> i'm just fucking around this shit's so sad bro but it's this is our reality mm-hmm. this is real deal right but it's like like, I'm an abolitionist, you feel me? Because there's no reform for the cops. You can add body cameras. They're just going to videotape us and be on. And be on our videotapes are going to be on camera. But, like, what is the word? Like, there's no you can't, reform. You can't reform a white supremacist state. That state has to be abolished. Because once you reform it, it's no longer. And I feel like reform is just a word for, like, keeping parts of the shit that works for us. And if reform gotta, is synonymous with control. Oh, damn. Honestly, Hello? if you think about Tap integration, down. like... Integration was a fucking reform, and look what that did to the black community. You ain't got no black businesses. You feel me? What What do you have? You have a, a community that's shit. Might even be more divided because we ain't even. Some of us is living. You feel me? Not in black neighborhoods. Some of us ain't even living around black people no more. We going to these white schools, getting trained to think like white people. Like you are who you hang around. Hello, like <laughs> <laughs> for real. If if you only hang around white people, what you gonna do? Like. You think you're like white people because you're trained, you're socialized like that. And that's a part of the whole thing. And yeah. niggas still can't vote. But, hey, I'm we can, so, let's, let's vote our way out of oppression. Oh, you feel so me? Let me, just, let me just have some voter voter registration. And let's just have a financial literacy program, too, because somehow if we, had, if we were financially literate, you know what I'm saying? 
if niggas okay. if niggas to stop buying Gucci belts, if y'all maybe niggas, niggas stop buying shooting Jordans. you in the back. Maybe if you maybe if you get some credit, they'll stop shooting your motherfucking back. Maybe if you get some credit, you'll get better schools. Bruh, my shoes untied. I just need some credit, honestly. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and let me let me just pick myself up from my bootstraps. But nah, let me get credit before. Honestly, hello, get your fucking rush card, bro. There is no protection. There is no justice in a white capitalistic supremacist patriarchy. There is no mm-hmm. peace for black folks. Because when we say abolish the police, we're talking like if we abolish the police, we're talking about abolishing the state. And that's what our like. <laughs> that's what I, we don't believe in. This state. This state has no morality. This state was rooted in. The genocide of black and indigenous peoples. Why is this so hard for Why is this so hard for us to understand this and to accept this? Like, is it because because what school do you go to? You feel me? You know, you're I, trained. You know, I went to public school in Berkeley, where motherfuckers love to act like it's home of the white good. liberal. Even oh my though God. The city of Berkeley is named after a damn. It's a thin liberal, line between a white liberal and a white Nazi, if you ask me. Hello. It's a thin Speak line. On it. <laughs> Speak on it, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd be like, well, white liberals do. Okay, so this is what I, in my experience, white liberals just deny racism and act like it isn't there, while white Nazis just embrace it open-heartedly. You know, white liberals will, it will, it will implement the policies and the structures of racism and white supremacy, but they will just, they won't, they won't voice it. They'll implement the structures and the systems. They just won't say, the, say it. White Nazis... Gonna say it, implement the systems, and put it all in your motherfucking face. So shout out to the white community in Berkeley. Berkeley united against hate. Muslims are welcome here. Refugees <laughs> are welcome here. Bull fucking shit. <laughs> while the fucking black population has gone down fifteen percent. My nigga, if I'm welcome here, why are you trying to buy my great granny's house? Hello. What the fuck? But why? hey, go but, somewhere else. Nah, it's cool. They're gonna open a fucking tap room. Shout out Mayor Jesse. Tap in, bro. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so mad. I'm voted for him. I, he was like, oh, I'm so progressive. Oh, I'm the First, first Latino mayor, bruh, has been even more white than his counterpart. I mean, because he tapped into the American government, bruh, he in that system. He in the system. He That's why when people be system. like, people be telling me like, oh, you should run for mayor, you should do this. Why? I mean, it sounds nice. I'm probably, it sounds yeah. nice, but I'm, what I'm like. I do believe there's some, like, some local politics, though. You feel me? Like in Jackson, Mississippi, like. They they are changing some shit because they they are organizing locally. But I think that's the issue is that so many places, people, especially in this movement, if if that's what we call it, mm-hmm. this movement, like people are trying to organize nationally, but forget about their own fucking hood. Forget about the local. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but at the same time, I'm like, all right. Are we going to try to organize locally when Oakland has hell of money everywhere with the tech money, you feel me? Like, Libby Schaaf, she a fascist. And the Panthers tried to organize, you feel me? Like, Bobby Steele ran for mayor. He lost. Elaine ran for city council. Can you really be a revolutionary and, like, be implemented into a system? Like, if we... That's that's, that's, that's a real question. I think you can organize... Like, I think... You could organize locally for small, immediate benefits, but as long as you know that that's not the end goal. So you feel me? So if we ran all of our niggas for fucking Oakland City Council and for mayor, that would not be our end goal. You feel me? And I and think with the Panthers, just, it was never just do their us end like goal. Black Wall Street. If we just got all these black people in Oakland thriving us on city council and shit, they'll just bomb us like they did Black Wall Street. 
And that's the thing about Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street was still capitalist. Black Wall Street was still like there were still black poor people and people like paint Black Wall Street. Oh, we just need to go as back like to black businesses black, as this utopian yeah. shit. It's like, nah, you still had owners. You still had the working class. It was just black. Yeah, and I, I've, <laughs> I've heard a lot of like not to like stray too, too far off topic, but you hear people are talking about like bank black. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that shit going to benefit. The it's owner. Still gonna be, yeah, it's going to benefit certain. We still going to have black poor people. Banking black is not going to solve black poverty. Let's just, you know, get that out there right now, y'all. Hey, bro, if only Mike Brown had a bank black card from One United, it would have saved his life. Come on, y'all. And that's, that's I, I, I can't stand that shit. Killer Mike, all them, they're like, oh, just bank black, and that's going to somehow end our oppression. We're funding our oppression. First of all, black buying power is a motherfucking myth. Mm. Like, we're supposed to have black buying power under capitalism under a system of white supremacy, under a system founded by this constitution. We you don't have they, power. They, we they are set up as t- a slave. We are positioned as a slave. You got to be a sick, as a permanent you gotta slave be a sick person to think that a system that was designed by white people gives black people financial power. Nigga, you please. can't use your master's tools. You feel me? Shout out to Lord. You can't use your master's tools. You feel mm, me? But it's me. like... But that's the thing, bro. Like, we talk about abolishing the police. We got to abolish this education system, too, because this education system is training black people to be white, to yeah, think white, to embody When I say revolution, whiteness. I mean dismantling every, every piece of this system, bro, from education mm-hmm. to banking to the to the to prisons abolishing I mean abolishing every piece of it bro I don't want anything left there's nothing in this system that benefits black people there's nothing the thing that is so wild bro we in Alameda County bro there's enough vacant housings in Alameda County right now to house every houseless person period there's so, bro just even <laughs> I see in no West lies. Oakland bro you feel me all these ha- this house is population, but there's enough abandoned housing, you feel me, in the Alameda County to house every houseless person. That's what capitalism is, you feel me? That's why we, we're fighting against racism and capitalism because you can't separate them. So we ain't trying to replace no system they with hand hand some black police because black police is a black other. capitalist system, you feel me? We abolishing the pigs, and we want a new system. We want our own system. You feel me? We want the self-determination for black people. We want self-determination for indigenous people. You feel me? That's where we're coming from. I know people might not feel where we're coming from. but because the I, truth hurt. The truth hurts. And Especially like people, people don't understand the history. Your, people challenging your perspective, your beliefs, your morals, your values. Hotep Twitter finna be hella mad about this episode. Hey, man. The truth hurt and being held accountable. The thing about being held accountable is... It makes you admit to yourself that you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. Then it also makes you decide, am I going to be a part of the solution or am I going to continue to contribute to the problem? But accountability is a part of the revolution, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to be accountable to each other. We got to be accountable to our community. We got to be accountable to the people. Because if we ain't accountable to the people, we're going to fucking sell out, bro. If you ain't accountable to the people who is really most impacted by this white supremacist state, you feel me? If you, I don't believe if you hold yourself, down, God damn it. If you hold yourself accountable to them... You ain't finna be like Van Jones. Damn. Honestly, if you was really in the in the streets and seeing, you feel me? Like when we go for our breakfast program and seeing the, the things that we see, bruh. When you really live in a hood and you really you really surrounding yourself by people that live in these sections and you really talking to them, not just being out there, but you getting a you getting a glimpse of their reality, you getting a glimpse of their perspective. How can you serve somebody that's voiceless, bruh? Bruh, people talk about revolution but don't even know their own black neighbors, bruh. They don't even look at them. 
Come on, bro. And that's the fucking cold part, bro. So, we need a revolution. And revolution for us, that's, that shit is founded in love. That's why we started the breakfast program, because it's about loving our community. You feel me? It's about showing love to our community, showing love to our people, and serving our people. Because when you serve the people, you're loving the people. You can't free the people if you ain't serving them. And I think me and you, me and you are both just... I don't know, whatever you want to use, blessed, lucky, to have been through such a struggle that made us empathetic, right? Like, I used to grow up in, when I was growing up, I used to be so frustrated at my life, right? Like, wondering why I was placed in, like, placed in certain, wonder, wondering why I had to experience certain things, wondering why I was placed in certain environments. But now I realize my struggle made me so empathetic. And it's it's so easy for me to go hard for all these different people because I see myself in so many of them, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really rooted in self-love and love for others. Like you said, like love has to be the motivation for this. Love won't always make you go above and beyond, in my experience. Love is revolution and love is pan-African socialism. At the end of the day, we love care about our community. Baby. You feel me? Like we want our people to be liberated. We don't want our people to be reformed. <laughs> we don't want our people becoming more black cops. We don't need that shit. You feel me? We need a system. We don't. We need our people to be free from this white supremacist system. We send in love and light to all the and black folks And we need self-determination. Oh. The only system I like is self-determination. Shout <laughs> For out our people and folks. indigenous people, the way that we are. Shout out the Alani people, you feel me? Straight Shout up. out all natives, you feel me? I want to take this last couple minutes to give a shout out to my co-host, Blake. It's one of the realest niggas I know. I swear to <laughs> Shout God, Shout out to bro. my nigga, Delincey, bro. Hey, you That's peep, my motherfucking nigga, bro. You got a peep game, right? Like, me and Blake met two years ago when I was writing a story on the black students bro, at Cal. I and almost they, didn't fuck with you, though, bro, because I didn't fuck with Berkeley side. But I was like, Delincey, I ain't ever met no white person named Delincey. So I was like, <laughs> all right, bro, I'm finna holler at you. I'm finna talk to you. So I was like, all right, bro. And I'm glad we did, bro. Bro, this is some of the most organic <laughs> building that I've ever done with somebody, bro. But that's that's how it has to be, bro. It has to be that organic, that friendship. Like, people think organizing... I was tweeting about this. People think organizing is all about transactions. Like, what can you do for me? What can you do, bro? But, like, we never... It was never about that shit for us. It was, it was never like, something that could be measured quanti- uh, quantitatively, right? It was something that, like... We couldn't measure off numbers. It mm-hmm. was just like organic. I, it was so organic. Relationship building, yeah. bro. And bro, and that's like that's how the Panthers started. Like, you feel me? Huey and Bobby, they were fucking fucking friends. Yeah. Like, little Bobby Hutton, that was their partner. You feel me? Like, they were all homies. And that's the, I think that's what like in this we're not having that like community. Like, that's my partner. You feel me? Shout out AB. You feel me? Like. Yeah. We ain't organizing amongst our partners. We're organizing with people who are just, like, random. Like, you feel me? You got to have a relationship with somebody. I mean, like, me growing up in Oakland, bro, and growing up in Oakland, navigating South Berkeley, navigating East Oakland, navigating West Oakland, like, catching all these different buses through all these different hoods. Like, I didn't have so many of my, so many of my niggas that, pretty much kept me alive, bro, that kept me right. safe, that, like, so this is what I realized, like, when you're really going hard for somebody, you're building these relationships, like, Organizing this shit gonna keep you afloat, straight up. <laughs> I'm tapped in out here. Right. Shout out to my niggas, shout out to the whole gang out there. Hello. Sh- shout out to Maya over there holding us down. Engineering this whole South episode, Berkeley you feel up. me? It ain't just us, me and Delancey, you know, we on, we on this podcast, but it ain't just us, hell with people hold. you feel me? We've learned a lot from other people, you feel me? So this episode or like all the shit we talking, it ain't just us, it's our community too. Bro, that we're we a reflection from. of we're all the people of our that are around people. us. You feel me? Up, so shout bro. out to all the people. Shout out to the family. You shout feel out me? to my mama. I love you. <laughs> and happy birthday to my nigga Keenan. 
My nigga turned 25 on Friday. We're going to drop this before your birthday, oh, hey. hopefully, so you can get this Happy uh, birthday, this birthday shout out. You know, it's not too many of our niggas that made it 25. You know what I'm talking about? Once you 25, you an OG. Shout out to my nigga. Go cop you some rhinos and some hen, and you feel me? Go get ready. Hella Black, episode six. Water, episode 6. Episode 6, we out here. Yay! Thank you for fucking with us. Hello. Bam. <laughs>